we acknowledge the Mamahood Maiwe podcast is recorded on the beautiful land of the Garner people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, parent, play and live. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay our respects to Elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello you hot thing and welcome back to Mama Head My Way, the podcast. Episode fucking 10. Double digits baby. I don't know what all the accents are for this afternoon. It's afternoon, yes it is. But whatever time it is where you are right now, I hope you're having a great day. This is a fun episode that I am so excited to put out there because I have had the privilege of having my darling husband on the podcast, The Beard. He is answering the questions that you wanted answered. You asked and we are here to give you the juicy deets. So from birth, postpartum, parenting and family, we were going to get on to self-care, sex relationships, but it was too much. He had a lot to say. So lots of things lots of questions we get really we get really deep which i wasn't expecting from him to be honest but very very impressed by him and he's probably gonna get lucky later so well done josh (laughs) all right enjoy the episode and i am absolutely delighted to bring to you my beautiful husband Well, we've got off to a really good start because we just recorded seven minutes of the podcast and the microphone wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Hi, Claire, again. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Mama Hood My Way. And take two, no pressure. No. So, so Mama Hood My Way, I do want to ask you what that means to you. So, I guess it's a... Uh sort of a movement um just helping support moms and probably breaking trying to break down some stereotypes and barriers that are there um and just providing a platform for mums to connect with each other and you know just take some of these uh the pressure off i guess to some extent and i did not even prepare that for you no so i think i'm going to get you involved in my marketing is that right that sounds good for the right amount of money (laughs) so this has been a very anticipated episode Mm -hmm. i've I've been teasing with the listeners and my instagram fam that you're going to be coming on and there's been a little bit of excitement Mm. so i've put out some what do you want to know what do you want to ask if you could ask your husband questions what would they be and we got over 40 questions it's a lot it's a lot but i'm not going to ask you 40 questions now don't worry i am going to probably ask you maybe 20 we'll see how we go see how long you take to answer things yeah <laughs> you're not rambly short, like me. short and sharp yes that's right you're to the point aren't you maybe to start with do you want to just share a little bit about yourself uh yep so obviously I am your husband, Brody's dad, and um, 
beyond that, I am a flooring man. <laughs> I uh, just have a small flooring installation business. Um, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty simple guy, really. I just do my flooring and uh, I just enjoy relaxing in spare time and hanging out with you and Brody and friends. And getting to the beach and sitting out the back, swimming in the pool if the weather's all right. Yeah. So we enjoy, enjoy holidays a lot as well. Trying to travel as much as we can. We do, we do. And what's your team? The Crows. <laughs> like my sport a bit, the Crows, and uh, cricket. Get to a fair bit of cricket. So that's always fun. Mm, you're very typical Aussie, aren't you? Yes. In, yes, in a lot of ways, I would say so. Mm. Not like East Coast surfy type, but. This area, definitely. Yeah. Very typical. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like I'm a reasonably, not modern guy, but, you know, I'm... Are you woke? I'm a little bit. Not... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel more woke since you met me? Yes, much more. Yes, good. That's good. I've definitely been awoken. All right. So... We've had questions come through. We're going to get stuck in now. So they can basically, I've grouped them into kind of four categories, all right? Yep. So we're going to start with the kind of heavy, the D&M. Do you know what D&M means? I do, yes. What does it mean? It is deep and meaningful. Wow. So we're going to get deep and meaningful. Then we're going to move into parenting and family. Then some self-care, your self-care specifically. Yep. And sex and relationships. Alright, so let's um let's get let's get stuck into it. Alright. You ready? Yep. Okay. So can you describe your experience of Brody's birth? Yep. So obviously it's uh I mean it, at the end was amazing. Um Brody was born healthy. Um but it was quite a difficult situation, um, obviously more so for you than me, um, but definitely hard for the both of us. I think we had done a lot of preparation work. Um, we'd done a few sort of full day hypnobirthing classes just to try to really be as prepared as we could. Um, and unfortunately, the best planning in the world sometimes just, yeah, isn't quite enough. And uh, yeah, I did find it to be a pretty difficult experience for me as well. Mm. It was very long. It was very long, yes. It was a long time to endure that level of um, distress. Yeah, yeah. For both of us, I think. Yeah. Um, I just actually watching someone you love in pain like that, like I've had a taste of it seeing Brody ill, mm. like when he's ill, I feel like helpless and worried and yeah. like I just want to take the pain away like is it similar to that absolutely yeah um, but it's that on you know on an insane scale really um, obviously having three failed epidurals was just yeah incredibly painful and difficult for you and to see you like that and there not being anything I could do uh, was really hard I, um, I share my birth story in episode one just for anyone who 
hasn't had a listen to that you can get all the gory details there if you so wish and obviously if you don't want to listen to that then please don't um there's a massive trigger warning attached to that episode but um we did have a really long birth it was 72 hours and I remember just turning to you maybe we must have been 50 now maybe 60 hours in and you were very upset like I saw you probably for the first time in over a year break down can you tell us why that was like what was the point that you just got too upset uh so that was after the third uh failed epidural um and obviously at that point you were probably in the worst pain you could be in um and there was just nothing that could be done and unfortunately the anaesthetists uh three times in a row had gotten it wrong um and you know at that point they then had to call in another anaesthetist but then we obviously we knew it was going to take time for him to get there and assess um and etc um mm. and it was just like you know how and many, then he failed and then he failed too and it was kind of just at a point of oh how how many more goes can they have at this and how long can this go on mm. just till we can get just a little bit of relief um so it was just really hard to see you like that and not be able to help at all yeah yeah it was um <laughs> wasn't a fun time but we've come a long way yes absolutely. well there is a question linked to that so i have been quite open and shared that i had post i have post-traumatic stress disorder related to that whole experience and just the um the helplessness and the the suffering essentially and the way it was handled and and all the things there's so many intricacies with the birthing process and how vulnerable you feel as a woman and your life is in you know the hands of other people when it gets to that critical point so um somebody asked if you think or felt like you had post-traumatic stress disorder as well um no i don't think so no yeah i think obviously it was yeah as we said a pretty difficult situation um but i think you know i was yeah pretty just focused after on just you know what we needed to do next to make sure you and Brody were okay mm, like so do you think you've sort of compartmentalized it yeah to some extent mm. yeah like it didn't it doesn't upset you to think about it now oh it it was an upsetting thing to think about but i think that uh, i think just having him and seeing how well he's doing um you know just makes me i guess sort of move on to some extent and Mm. just you know i'm more focused on what's happening now and what we do have i guess yeah. Which is hard given, you know, which might be a bit harsh given that it's not me that really went through the worst part of it. But I guess I've just thought, you know, the best thing for me to do is to focus on the now and what we can do. I think the thing about PTSD is you don't really decide, you don't decide to get it. You don't decide to have it. It just, ha- you just have it. You have these ingrained emotions and physical feelings that you can't get away from it's like basically like for a long time it was like a living nightmare yeah like i felt like i walked into the our bathroom where i had a lot of our labor and i could 
like all I saw was me in so much pain. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't look at the towel that I used um during that time or I had to get rid of the ball. Remember yeah. the ball? Yeah. I had to make you get rid of it. Yeah. Like it was so triggering, like everything and people use that word readily, like we throw it around, but trig triggers link to trauma and we also throw the word trauma around readily. Um, and I, I took a long time to accept that that's what it was, yeah. that I was traumatized. And, and it wasn't really until I'd had the clinical diagnosis that I accepted like that that's what it was. Yeah. But I think for you, you were able to, like it wasn't, f you did experience it, but it wasn't in your body. So the, no. you didn't, you weren't in that cage, like physical cage yeah. that, we experienced we were there together but we experienced it differently oh of course we did and thank goodness that you didn't because i needed you to be really strong yeah and to be the one to kind of carry us through yeah. that period yeah and you did yes you took the lead in a lot of ways yeah absolutely and i think we should also say i mean we had trouble with the anaesthetist, but everybody else we dealt with mm. at the hospital, the midwives, um, midwives, sorry, um, you know, other doctors and that were incredibly good too. Um, they were. Yeah, it was just that one issue. There was a couple, but yeah. Yep. The, the problem with such a prolonged labour is that you've got so many handover points between staff so you've not got that continuity mm. and in hindsight i spoke about this on the podcast like i would have had a doula yeah if i would to have my time again yeah i would want like my person to yeah. be there and not have to worry about clocking off yeah and health and safety <laughs> regulations yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i where what do you mean you're leaving me no yeah. okay uh, again a linked question but moving into the postpartum so what was it like to see me suffer during postpartum uh, that was also quite difficult obviously um, especially hard for you um, having your family overseas that really yeah I could just see how much that was hurting you um, and yeah just trying to be the main sort of support yeah, I mean, it was just a hard time, really, wasn't it, mm. at the start? Um, but I think it has, you know, to get through, I think it has made us stronger um, and probably more appreciation for our health and Brody's health now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all, at the time, I didn't really understand it, but now I can see that everything is there to, like, suffering is there to take us into new realms or new levels of your life yeah so i have to i have to believe that that happened for a reason yeah like i wouldn't be the mum that i am i think i would have just rolled into the societal expectation which is what i did but if i very quickly um was defiant against that and started to push back yeah. And at first that was really uncomfortable for me and it made me feel like a failure and I was doing it all wrong. But now, like, I'm living such a happier life because I have defined motherhood the way I want to live it. Yeah. And 
I don't suffer as much as I see a lot of mums like having to suffer because mm-hmm. we have like we have gone through that early suffering and now we've kind of ironed out a lot of like how we want a parent together yeah and we're co-parents yeah like 100%. and I don't know if I would have given you the space to be the co-parent that you have stepped up to be had I not been in such a painful place do you know what I mean by that yeah yeah I do I think um because I'm a control freak yes yes you are <laughs> uh yeah I think you probably you almost kind of had to just step back a little bit mm. didn't you um because you know there was so much going on for you personally as well um it is interesting like I yeah I mean would I have been as you know would I have mm. stepped in as much if um if I hadn't sort of had to to some extent yeah I I don't know but we'll never know no but won't. another question was do you have any tips for dads whose wife or partner might be struggling I think definitely just be as involved as you can um I think probably the best thing for me was just to back myself. So I was really, really scared about would I be, you know, a good dad? Can I do this? Can I do that? Um, and I've just, uh, I've just sort of backed myself and just um, given it a shot. And uh, I think you just kind of you have to do that really. Um, if you start questioning what you're doing, why you're doing, um, it's going to end up, you know, causing you problems. Yeah, like you, so just to describe like what that looked like a little bit to make it more kind of tangible, like you would do one of the feeds a night, even when you were back at work and I wasn't. Yeah. So Brody went down to two feeds a night at five months and you, you did one and I did one. Yeah. Um, you did all the bottles washing. Mm. Um, Plus, you took on, like, extra household stuff. Absolutely. Um, Just um, get yourself the checklist and follow it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, look, that we joke about that, but, like, the mental load sits with me, mm. right? Like, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I can download that mental load onto a bit of paper and ask you, are you able to, can we divide these up? Yeah. Like... And so we would literally put your name next to some of them and my name next to some of them. Yeah. Wouldn't we? Absolutely. And it would depend on the capacity I had a lot of the time in that particular week because I was really ill. I was physically sick and I was mentally worse, probably. So some weeks it was just like literally surviving, like just being able to feed and change and put to bed Brody that was it and then other weeks I felt like quite empowered and I could do more but mm. a lot of the time like you had to pick up the majority of the household chores absolutely and that was just and but I wrote it down it was I didn't expect you to read my mind and I also didn't expect you to just do things I think a lot of the time I see like um commentary on social media that's like I expected him to just, you know, my partner just to do things. But the thing about men, they don't see things. Like, you don't walk past, like, piles of washing and and, and acknowledge it and go, oh, 
I'm just going to leave that now. You actually don't see it, mm. do you? Not really. Like, we speak about this all the time. Like, I'll see someone on the floor or, like, a spill or whatever, and you just don't. No. Well, I don't see it, and I'm probably less bothered by it. Yes. <laughs> but if I'm bo- if I'm the one bothered about it, then it sh- it's up to me to ask for what I need. Yes, and especially at that point in time when, you know what I mean, you, what you've been through and you're just trying to learn how to be a mum, you know, doing those things that would affect you more than me are pretty important. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing is, um, you know, prepare that in advance. So I would have, in if we were to have our time again, I would have put together a list of household chores and broken it up and gone, right, if everything's okay with the birth and everything's normal, these are the things that I'm going to do and these are the things you're going to do. Yeah. And then if it's not, say it ends up that there's complications, um, either physically or mentally or both, then it's just expected that the dad either takes those on or there's extra support brought in from friends, family or paid. Yeah. And I think just knowing that, uh, it, you know, it just take, it's just something you don't need to worry about. It's just something you don't need to give energy to. Mm. I mean, I know we focused a lot on that practical aspect emotionally you were very supportive and like asking how I was yeah like as much as you could yeah but to be honest every person's going to be different with that aspect of things um but I think just a practical tip would be to really divvy up those chores because it was just so helpful not to have to think about washing and dishwasher loading and yeah. emptying the bins and sorting the cat litter and and washing the bottles yeah. sterilizing the bottles like that was just all your job yeah and i i think the the morning checklist especially um for me just to be able to get up a bit early before i go to work and then when you get up at least you're in the best position you can yeah. be um, to try to work through the day so you know just get up half an hour earlier get everything as ready as possible um just put you in and the position you still do that today yes he actually still does it today Mm. like you are a fucking unicorn (laughs) he just put his fist in the air remember it's a podcast Bobby yeah I forget (laughs) we're not on TV yet oh but you are you're amazing thank you um all right so I think we'll move on to parenting and family and I think actually that we might have to have the other two in the other in another segment because we're already 20 minutes in but we'll see how we go yep all right how has that becoming a dad changed you what have been your biggest adjustments um good question um obviously quite a few i think uh obviously your priorities in life is probably almost the biggest one you know obviously i'll still work pretty hard but you know i'm not just uh not just giving 24-7 um, to my business and my work. Um, I'm happy to sort of put in a bit, um, but still making sure to, you know, most days get home and see Brody. Um, mm. you know, try not to work too many Saturdays now. Um, so that's a big one. Um, but I think probably for me personally, um, is just was just letting go of maybe a little bit of selfishness that I still had. Um, you know, I 
had been single for quite a while um, and so to kind of go from that to being in a relationship and then being with a child it was you know it was a lot to kind of let go of okay you're not going to have you know three or four hours a night to do whatever you want every night anymore which you know <laughs> I know most people would let go of a bit earlier but you know I think just adjusting um, but being accepting of that and being you know being happy with having these other things um, mm. was a big deal for me you do really lean into gratitude yes like it's been I think there's a question like what what have you learned from each other and I think that just to jump the gun um I think that's one thing that you really instill in me is just like yes we do plan for the future and look to what's next but like we really appreciate and lean into what we have right now absolutely um and yeah I just uh because you had th- nothing before me. I had nothing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm very appreciative of um, the life we have, which is, you know, we're just so lucky. Um, and I think the other thing is I just take my hat off to anyone with, I mean, having one child is hard, but having more than that, mm. I just take my hat off to anyone doing that because uh, it's just a lot. Yeah. One's, one's enough. Yeah, might be. All right, so, oh, this is a fun one. What are your favourite aspects of me as a mama? Of you as a mum? Uh, well, I think, uh, obviously, <laughs> I think you're incredible. Uh, just love of Brody. Um, you are just, no matter what mood he's in, um, within about a, you know, if you're with him for 20 minutes, at some point you'll just stop and go, oh my God, look at him. I just love him so much. <laughs> so the fact that you are just always, um, always just deeply in love with him, no matter what, uh, is amazing. Um, I think your honesty as a mum is brilliant. I think that, you know, you just, you just tell it like it is. And if you are a bit frustrated with him, you might say that as well. Um, you don't just pretend like it's all okay all the time, um, which I think makes it easier for me because I, you know, if I'm struggling with him or whatever, uh, in the past I maybe would have just tried to pretend like it's okay, um, but you being honest like that sort of creates a safe space for me to feel like I can say how I'm genuinely feeling about it sometimes as well. Mm. It is hard. It is, yes. That sort of it was hard for me at the start, yeah, and it was easier for you then, yeah. But it's harder for you now, I think, sometimes that, and I find it a yeah. bit easier, yeah. Um, sometimes, like, yeah. not to say that's always the way it is, but I've just noticed that I think I'm doing quite well in this period, absolutely. Yeah. But what did I say to you this morning? That you. Just like spending time with Brody in small doses. <laughs> so that uh, that's the best example of the honesty about the situation that you're going to get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little and I often. Do. I do. Like, the thing is, it's not that I need to have masses of time away, but what I like to do is have him for like an hour and then get like a 20-minute break mm. and then have him for another hour and then get another 20 do you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's yeah. like i wish i could do pomodoro parenting it's a fucking genius idea 
like Pomodoro is when you you time block your work. Yeah. So you do it's actually forty minutes and then five minutes off, but it's the same principle. Mm. Anyway, Pomodoro parenting. You heard it here first. Anything else? Well, I think you definitely bring um, probably a bit more of the brains and the teaching to Brody. You were one that sort of got him really going with his speech and his words. Um, I think you've got a lot to offer in that sense. Um, whereas I'll probably just take him out and have fun and just teach him basics. <laughs> no, you've teaching him heaps. Yeah. I think we're both doing that, but I think yeah. maybe I led the way in that yeah. at the start. Yeah. But he's bloody counting and knows colours and shapes and... Mm like he knew I couldn't believe that he knew a cement mixer this morning like yeah. he's it's coming from all angles and it's not just us it's grandma yeah. and it's daycare and it's mm. the fact that he will chat to anybody yeah um, he's just a very social yeah. little being mm. and definitely obviously your help with just the organisation of things you sort of organize all his childcare, his clothing etc um you know just makes it so much easier for me just to kind of come in and then just you know do the things but you know obviously if you hadn't set the foundation um it would be really difficult mm. to keep the household yeah, running basically it is a good point like mums have to establish the routines and the the methods and all the things that come, like whether it's knowing when to go up a nappy size or when to like baby led wean or feed them food and when you can move from like a quarter of a grape to half a grape and all that stuff. Like we just we just know it. Mm. But it does put a lot of pressure on us to know it. Mm. It's like and and I know it would get easier with if you were to have another one, but yeah, there was a lot it was over fucking whelming. Absolutely. But now it's not. Like no. the next big hurdle will be toilet training. Yeah. And obviously I'll take the lead in like I will take the lead in learning that, but not because you're not capable. It's just I want to know. Yeah. Like I like to know the thing and then it might be that you take the lead in implementing it, but I'll know mm. generally the approach. And then you're in control as That's well. That's right. <laughs> and you know how I like to be in control. Which can help, but I am like, I'm so much better and I don't, you parent how you want to parent. Mm. It, you are very good in that sense. Yeah, which is a massive shift. Yeah. Um, that'll do then. I'm also fun and good at dancing. Fun, good at dancing. Singing songs. Singing uh, him Scottish songs. He likes your Scottish songs. Some of your other songs <laughs> you're singing has brought him to tears. Uh, many times so I don't know what it is it's because it's so high it's it's the Frozen song yeah. um, Elsa sings in the castle he fucking hates it when I sing that hmm. <laughs> I need to dig out the video where he actually starts howling alright this gets into a really interesting section what do you think of the term hands on dad and linked to that, how do you feel when you're praised for just being like a regular dad, like just doing dad things? I mean, it's always good to get praised for stuff, <laughs> isn't it? But I mean, realistically, I think that, um, you know, it's just what you have to do. It's not, you know, 
it shouldn't be a situation where you know the fact that the dad is involved or heavily involved is a shock or is you know something that you know warrants a heap of praise I guess um, I think you just you're in it together um, and mm. you should both be as heavily involved as you sort of can be obviously sometimes working situations can you know put it one way or the other um, but you know if you have the time and the, the opportunity then you know the dads should just be yeah should be there 50 50 absolutely yeah, it's an interesting one because I get a lot of comments that are like, um, you know, you're so lucky or, you know, Josh is a really great dad. But to me, well, I wouldn't have had a kid with you if I didn't know you were going to be that kind of dad because yeah. I knew I never wanted to pick up the slack. I didn't want to do all the parenting duties myself ever and I decided before I met you that I wouldn't want to have a baby on my own because I did consider that since I was older because I, I can't like I, I don't want the responsibility and the burden all to fall to me because it's huge and fuck just like you said with parents with two kids like parents who do it solo hats off mm. like it's incredible oh, I yeah. just I want just to, yeah, provide support in any way I can to anyone who f has to pick all of this up themselves. Absolutely. But I am shocked how many people feel like it's such a thing, like a big thing that you are so hands-on. Because I'm mm. like, what? Like, really? Like, but, we, but you had, you know, we had to make that happen. It wasn't just like the automatic way of being because what would have happened was I would have just overcompensated like I always overcompensate and do more of things because that's who I am and I'm a control freak like we've said multiple times in this episode I had to relinquish that control and I had to let you help yeah and I had to ask for what I needed mm. like it wasn't just like it just happened but the more that, you, like, the more that you saw that I trusted you with, the with Parent and Brody, as much as me, if not more at times, then the more confidence you got, and then the more you've done. Yeah. And literally, you just, I still ask you things, but generally, it's like, just, just works. Mm. Yeah. Just got sorted out. We just share, the load. Mm. And if at any point either of us didn't feel like that was happening, then we would just so we would just speak about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you again. We've just been through a real big period of about six weeks where you've picked up more slack, more of the responsibilities because I've had surgery, and we're slowly like um, transitioning back to. A bit more of a balance yeah. as I am able to do things again. Yes, absolutely. Do you think it's a fair term, the, the term hands on dad? Oh, it's probably not so much anymore. Like, I never get called a hands on mum, suppose mm. I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh. 
So this is a good question, all the way from Scotland. Was your vision of family life what you have now? So is it what you thought it would be? And if not, what's different? Yeah, good question. Um, Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, I probably never had a vision of exactly what it would be like, to be honest. Um, I think obviously you have your childhood um, and, uh, you know, that might give you a bit of an idea of what you think it will look like. Um, But no, I never really sort of was like, oh, it will be this and it will be that. Um, But I feel as if, you know, um, living near the beach, um, having the pool, um, when I look sort of back on my childhood, the best times were sort of holidays and trips and being outdoors and, you know, exploring the world basically. Um, So I'm really, really happy that um, we've made that move um, and we can provide that to Brody uh, as best as possible, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I never really had a, a way I I envisioned everything to be, I must admit. Which is probably a bit unusual. Um, what about you? I think it is different because being a parent is different to how I imagined it. I thought I would find it a lot easier. Um, I thought it would come naturally to me because I was quite good with other people's kids. I didn't love like spending time with kids before but you know I don't generally love spending time with kids um but I felt like I was quite good with kids but then what you experience when you're hanging out with your friends kids isn't all the mundane shit that comes with parenting so the vision of parenting is different to how I imagined like there is a lot more just wiping 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 fucking wiping and there's a lot more kind of there's a lot of physicality as well there's a lot of like fuck he's heavy like he's 14 kilos you know he's a big boy and it's a lot and he wants to be thrown about Mm. (laughs) so it's but in terms of like if we lift it up a notch and look at like higher level family life it's like beyond it's beyond what I thought it would be where we actually are where we live yeah. like what the life we've created the only thing I kind of how I, th- I thought we would spend more time as a family I think mm. like I am struggling with that a bit just the Saturdays and you know I know we have to do that like we're not I'm not disputing that and I like we're just in a position at the minute where we're trying to save up for going away for a month but it's just yeah I would like to have more time as a family I think but broadly speaking like living near the beach like you say planning lots of trips overseas or around Australia giving Brody like loads of experiences um like we're still quite tied because of nap time and I didn't really understand that before I had a kid you need to do nap time and it's a lifesaver but it's just like it means that you got to be home by half 11 and you can't leave again until three so it kind of takes a massive chunk out the day and I think once he has dropped his nap 
that's when we will start actually going on big adventures around and about Adelaide. Yeah, well, it obviously just frees you up to do day trips. Yeah, so. like going out to Handorf or like, I know people do do that in an, around the naps or they'll have like naps in the car, but that's not really our vibe. No. So we like to make sure he has a three hour nap in his bed. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how does your workplace support working dads? Yeah, well, uh, well, I mean, the guys are nice to me, which I find to make my life a bit easier. What, the people whose wages you pay? Yeah, yeah, maybe there's another reason there. No, I don't think so. Um, I guess uh, there's not a lot. I um, One of the guys that works for me um, has a child, um, and I guess... The, you know, I, I obviously ask how it's all going here and there. Um, he takes every second Saturday off to spend more time with him. Um, but I'm always, you know, if he said, oh, can I finish early or can I do this? Um, within reason, I'm always, you know, happy to try to make it work for him because I know that's a really important part of his life. Um, and for me personally, I think, you know, the other guys, if I say, oh, look, I need to finish early to help my wife or help the kids or something like that um you know they're generally always happy just to work a bit later to kind of cover that mm. um so i guess there's not you know there's not a lot of discussions about it on site or chats about it um but you know they're always understanding and you know if something happens or guys need a bit of support um be happy to give it yeah so. you're you've got flexibility flexibility exactly and yeah. if anything happens with like Brody was you know in emergency on Sunday and you know you could have shifted a couple of jobs on Monday if you felt the need to or if he had to stay in overnight or whatever like it's your business it's Mm. not ideal but like you do in an emergency we're very lucky that you can do that and I have a yeah and actually um yeah one of the employees I was working with on the Monday I said look I'm just really tired I'm gonna have to go a bit earlier and he said he was happy just to work a bit later and just sort of cover it for me so that's you know that was really good yeah you got good good setup at work um helps that you're the boss (laughs) (laughs) um all right a couple more questions and then we're going to come back to the two other categories in another app yep because you've got some lists of things to do (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you've got some fence to put up and some Mm. gates to paint so how not to play the who has it harder game how do we deal with that well i guess we just try to stay positive and you know we we as we'd said earlier we kind of we try to spread the chores um i mean if you have a list and you have different people doing different jobs on it um then there's not really even a, a discussion about who's doing more because you both can see in writing that you're doing a split of it. Um, but I think that, you know, we both of us generally just do what needs to be done um, without, you know, making too big a fuss of it. Mm. Yeah, we don't really have that chat, do we? No. Like we tend to acknowledge as well when one person is 
at their limit or like you know if you've had a 13 14 hour day like fuck you know I'm like okay we need to adjust like what we have to get done this week you Mm. know shit can wait like we let the washing pile up yeah we you know there are just fundamental things that have to be done but we don't if we can leave things yeah then we will yeah to take the pressure off and then you know if i don't do something because i'm not well like i've got a chronic illness and have had a few health issues this year if i'm having a bad day then i'll just say babe i've not got time to doing that i'll have to wait till tomorrow and then sometimes you'll you've got the energy and you'll be like well i'll just do it or it's like well okay we'll just wait like yeah. it doesn't matter um, if i have my period i can be a bit more like short-tempered and i can maybe be like fuck's sake like i'll you know i can snap mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> he's not saying too much here but generally we're pretty kind to each other yes on especially on this sort of side of things we've had a few issues around money and who has it harder you know and how we bring in our money and blah 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 but we've we're overcoming that by talking aren't we yes and we had a money money love day on tuesday which we decided that we would take ourselves out to a cafe and have the chat rather than do be petty about it and when we're in the house we can be a bit more susceptible to that because we're behind closed doors yeah but i feel like we adulted very well mm-hmm. so we don't really have any tips on that one do we no. other than communication yeah and like just hearing each other out like i feel that you know blah 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 not you are this or you are that just what do you feel and how can you move towards a more positive way of being yeah all right i get the final question yep dun, dun, dun. what's your favorite thing about being Brody's dad just being able to make him happy i think just uh yeah it's just a special feeling you know when you can make him smile and make him happy and just give him give him the best it's just yeah it's just so rewarding that you know someone else is just so reliant on uh you um and then just being able to actually be there and do it and give it your all and hopefully do it pretty well which i think we're doing so far oh you are honestly an amazing dad thank you like he just adores you like i am obviously one of his favorite people but if you're around <laughs> i don't get a fucking look in me <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a bit do you know what makes it even like for me it makes it special when he chooses me when we're together because yeah. it's rare like and i'm like oh look like i'll ask i'll always ask like can mommy have a cuddle and usually he's like daddy 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 but when he comes to me like this morning he's been a fucking delight Mm. um and he wanted to read stories with me or like last night as well and it was just so it was so much more special because i have to work so much harder for it (laughs) fuck it's 
It's such a minefield. Yeah. He's a manipulator, that one. He is. But wouldn't change him. No. He's, not at all. It's the best thing ever being his parent. Mm. All right, my darling. Well, thank you for joining me on thank you for having me this on. very special episode 10. Far out. I know. Double digits already. Double digits. Um, you have been a delight to talk to. No worries. You've been a great host. <laughs> Looking forward to part two, which I believe is the light-hearted questions, or more so. Yes, it is the light-hearted <laughs> questions, yeah. and we'll maybe, but we'll maybe put out a second call. There might have been things that came up in people's head, like they want to know more about. So you know, if we have to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always get an option, to be honest. People yeah. slide in whether you want them to or not. Yeah. Jokes always <laughs> slide in. You know, I love a chat. Right, what we off to do now? Uh, just work on a fence. <laughs> All uh, right. I'll be outside enjoying some sunshine, so it'll be great. Yes, exactly. To it. Always in the gratitude. That's it. All right, thank you, baby. Thank you. Bye. That is it for another episode, my lovelies. Thank you so much for being here and having me in your ears. It honestly means the world. If you're feeling particularly generous today, I would love you to hit subscribe, leave a review, or why not come over to Instagram and say hello in the DMs. Until next time, mwah!